So uh, when do you guys think the world's going to end? Wow, you're starting off strong like that. <laughs> yep. I don't know, man. I want to be like the chick from Ghostbusters that it's going to end 2021 on Valentine's Day. Everybody go, oh. Well, that's perfect for today because that's normally how most of these <laughs> cults go. Uh, they'll give a date and then they got to walk it back. They're like, ah, we miscalculated. Ah, ah dang. We didn't we, mean it. They need we, to get their research team better. Right? Well. A research team in general. You got to keep it vague. Oh. You can't you true. can't give a hard date. You got you got to just throw a vague statement out there like one day they'll come. Yeah. Today's the day. And no, never mind, <laughs> just joking. You might yes, have to That was just a test. And you're going to get some awesome Nike's and oh a tracksuit. I'm I'm stoked And you about might this. have to castrate yourself. If you don't know, now you know. And before we go any further in this episode, welcome to <laughs> Creeps in the Crypt. <laughs> As always, I'm Eric, and I'm joined by... Sam. Me. Christian. <laughs> Me. I can't wait till you get a bowl cut. Oh, We're bringing it back. I don't know. When I fucked my hair up the other day, I was like, I was really thinking about shaving my head. It was one of those manic moments. Don't do Don't that. make me have to slap comedians. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we go any further, I just want to say, please... Download the episodes and rate the episodes. It helps us out a ton. Um, you guys are doing awesome at downloading the episodes. It lets us know that you're listening. It's like our second best month we've ever had. So keep up the good work, guys. And uh, thank you for listening. But, Sam, let's get into today's topic. To honor, in a morbid kind of way... The 25-year anniversary of the Heaven's Gate mass suicide, the largest mass suicide involving U.S. citizens since Jonestown, mind you. That's a lot to hold. That's a huge candle to hold up to. Yeah, that was a horrific story. Horrific. There's not purple Gatorade in this involved, right? No, no purple Gatorade. Nope. <laughs> the Just pudding and applesauce. <laughs> Even <And> vodka. <laughs> <laughs> The vodka I'm down with. The death toll was 21 women and 18 men. And we're taking a good old dive into Marshall Applewhite and the cult that is Heaven's Gate. Before we go any further, I just want to interject on the Jonestown statement. The main difference here is these people did this on their own will. Um, Jonestown, they were forced. Correct. So that that is something to keep in mind. These people were were happy yes. to do this. They yes, they, they were, were there excited. on their own volition and could leave at any point. Yeah, that's the main thing we need to remember. Marshall Applewhite was not like trying to keep them there. If you he wanted was to leave, no Jim Jones. No, you you could leave if you wanted to leave. It he was even an open door their policy. Bus tickets home. Yep. Wherever they want. So that's the main thing to remember here. I wouldn't even really consider this like a forced cult. Like brain, there was no real brainwashing involved. It, Not for the free thinking people, at least for the no. gullible. He's like yes. the TJ Maxx of cult leaders. Hey, now I like TJ Maxx. I do too. Everybody likes TJ Maxx. I'm more of a home goods kind of guy. It's the same mm. company. Oh God! <laughs> Marshall Home Goods and TJ Maxx are all the same. 
It's almost like Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. That's why it's called Marshalls. <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> so Heaven's Gate has actually been called the Internet's first cult because they created a web page to reach even more people, which they didn't even reach that many people. They got one follower they from the page. One, <laughs> one dude. They reached one person. But from, hey, that's one person they didn't have. That's one you gotta person get those they numbers didn't up. have. Positive thinking. That's why we do this podcast is get our <laughs> listeners up. So before we get any, any further, I have a disclaimer. If any... Of this sounds like any group. We're not going to call it a cult because they don't use that C word. In the words of Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark, if you're in a cult, call your dad. So before we go any further, <laughs> I want to play uh, one of the tapes oh, yes. that Marshall Applewhite put out. Uh, this is the initiation tape. Oh, wonderful. Spewing yes. insanity. Yes. <laughs> so here we go. Sorry for the quality. Or, in old language, a couple thousand years ago, disciples. Those who are trying to prepare themselves for entry into the evolutionary level above human, synonymous with the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. We're going to talk to you about the most urgent thing that is on our mind, and what we suspect is the most urgent thing on the minds of those who will connect with us. We'll title this tape, uh, Planet Earth About to be Recycled. Your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us. Planet Earth About to be Recycled. Your only chance to survive or evacuate is to leave with us. Now, that's pretty major statement, pretty bold in terms of religion, in terms of anybody's intelligent thinking. To most people who would consider themselves intelligent beings, they'd say, well, that's, that's absurd. What's all this doomsday stuff? What's all this prophetic stuff. You know, intelligent human beings should realize that everything has their cycle. They have their season. They have their beginning. They have their end. They have cycles. We're not saying that planet Earth is coming to an end. We're saying that planet Earth is about to be refurbished, spaded under, and have another chance to serve as a garden for another human civilization. Now, the reason this is such an interesting time is not only because we're on the threshold of the end of this civilization, because it's about to be recycled, but because of where that finds us, where that finds you, where that finds those who would judge us, how we would speak of them and how they would speak of us. So already you can tell we're dealing with so, some out there ideas. Uh, he 
they they changed their beliefs a few times. A few. But now that we've heard from the man himself through the magic of VHS video. <laughs> I just like uh, the fact that he's not screaming into the camera. That does make me feel a No, bit. he's just very eerily calm. Oh, my God. Y'all need to go watch this video of this man. Oh, his, his eyes are something I else. I couldn't look away. I'm just like. I'm he's got captivating ugh. eyes, it, much like. No, it wasn't captivating. It, it was I wouldn't call it captivating. It's like watching a train wreck. And like, I can't I wouldn't go away. that far. I, I mean, he was the wreck. charisma. He was enigmatic. He he had the charisma of the group, and Bonnie Nettles was the, the brains of the operation. Yeah. Which we'll come to find out here yes. soon. So, Marshall Applewhite was a devout Christian. He was a friendly guy. He had a wife and two kids. Marshall's family was, of course understandably confused when he just walked away from everything and started a cult. Heaven's Gate was considered weird back then, even with all the strange New Age beliefs that started popping up in the 70s. I mean, Marshall Applewhite had a history of being a fan of space, though. Oh, yeah. Um, during the Roswell incident, there was a report that he called up the police station I think it was in Houston and demanded more information. Oh my They're God. like, and he got him put on a list of like suspicious characters. He's a suspicious character. Well, clearly the they reasons. weren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven's Gates webpage is still up to this day because I managed to stumble upon it in my research and it is weird. It, it, it you looks don't like, say. It looks like it hasn't been touched since it was made back in the 90s. Well, that's because the person who probably made it is dead. No, no. There are still people maintaining the website. Someone yeah, because they, they someone have to, to pay, pay the, the demand. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Mm. So. Somebody is still paying for that website to be yep. up. It'd be really funny if they lost their domain name, like they didn't pay their fee in time and somebody stole it from them. Could you imagine? <laughs> This cult had a website before normal businesses did. So they started their website in the beginnings of the internet. When they were on the cutting edge. Yeah, they they were the first ones to enter the information highway. If he was still alive, he could be doing TED Talks right now on how to start a cult. Instead of be Marshall Talks. There you go. Live from Marshalls. <laughs> it's my Marshall Talks. Their beliefs more should have belonged on Star Trek than in the real world. They involved <laughs> aliens. <laughs> That's foreshadowing for the next episode. They involved aliens, UFOs, and talk of ascension to the next level. But it clearly had some Christian beliefs also. Well, his, his father was a, a minister. Yeah, he also involved aliens in his... Yeah. Uh, ser sermons? Teachings? Mm. Whatever we want to call it. Well, he grew up in a sect of Christianity that didn't um, preach on Revelations at all, which is the most interesting thing to me, considering yeah. he adapted Revelations into uh -huh. his whole thing. Marshall claimed that he could save his followers from Lucifer himself. It generated more laughter and ridicule, but it did somehow convert dozens of people. 
Heaven's Gate began back in the 1970s under the leadership of Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. But it was it didn't start out as Heaven's Gate. They went through a couple name changes before they settled on Heaven's Gate. Marshall Applewhite was born in Texas back in 1931, and he held a re- relatively normal life. His father was a minister, and Marshall served in the military, and he went to finish school at Austin College. He was known for his musical talents. He tried to become an actor at one point, but that didn't work out. So he focused his studies on music in college, and it seemed to be going really well. So well, in fact, that he got a job teaching music at the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. But after being at Bama for a while, he did end up returning to Houston. He got another job at a college as a music professor, and he served as the chair of the music department at the University of St. Thomas. Yeah, he definitely served a chair, too. Oh. But in 1970, he was supposedly fired from his job as a music professor because he was having relations with a male student. He was already divorced from his wife at the time, so there was no there's no cheating. I guess that's a line he didn't. Yeah, cross. but this is like <laughs> you got to remember this is back in the seventies where that was like unheard of. Yeah, that that's being gay was a taboo. Yeah, but he did struggle with the loss of his job and may have even had a nervous breakdown. On top of that. Marshall's dad passed away in the 70s, and that sent Marshall into a really deep depression. He actually stayed at a psychiatric hospital for a while. A couple years later, he met a woman named Bonnie Nettles. She was a nurse at the time with a strong interest in the Bible as well as other religious beliefs. She was well-rounded. So one thing about Bonnie Nettles' beliefs was she was into a ton of esoteric shit. Yeah. So, she was a huge fan of Madame Blavatsky, who influenced people from, you know, David Bowie to Adolf Hitler. Interesting. Yeah. We'll cover her at a later date. Well, right now I'm going to tell you a little more about Bonnie. She was born in 1927 in Texas also. She was born into a Baptist family. She married a successful businessman named Joseph in 1949. They had four children together, and their marriage seemed perfectly normal until 1972. Their marriage became strained when Bonnie believed that the 19th century monk named Brother Francis often spoke to her and gave her instructions on what to do in life. So she's listening to this monk in her head. Secret chiefs, dude. (laughs) She would conduct seances with mediums in order to contact or connect with spirits. It started out as a rather innocent hobby until it began to consume her life. And Joseph's just like, what are you doing? (laughs) Well, that's just part of the role of having a witchy wife, man. You got to roll with that. Yeah. That same year, 1972, Bonnie went to see several psychics who told her, get this, that she was going to meet a man who was tall, with light hair, and a fair complexion. 
and that she needed to go with this man. So she's like, all right, tall man, light hair, fair complexion. Got it. So this Noted. is all psychic's fault. Yes. This whole thing is because of psychics. Yes. Got it. So when she sees Marshall, who is tall with light hair and a fair complexion, she's like, oh, my God, this must be the man the psychic was telling me about. And Bonnie then did an astrological reading for Marshall, and she found that both of their stars aligned in some kind of way, which meant they were supposed to be together. The two of them ended up connecting, and they felt like they met for a reason. Marshall knew that Bonnie was married, but he knew that the stars were telling them that they were meant to be together. And Bonnie ended up leaving her children and Joseph behind. She's like, all right, see you guys later. Never coming back. mom category. There are a few different accounts as to how exactly Marshall and Bonnie met. Marshall's sister said that he went into a Houston hospital complaining of heart trouble and that Bonnie was one of the nurses who treated him. She also said that Bonnie convinced Marshall that he had a purpose and that God had saved him for a reason. Marshall says that he was simply visiting a friend in the hospital when he ran into Bonnie. He, but he also could have met her during his stay at that psychiatric hospital. The truth will never be known as to how exactly they met because there's just too many accounts. But they obviously met somehow. But one thing is clear. They felt an instant connection and began to talk about their beliefs. By 1973, they were convinced that they were the two witnesses described in the Christian book of Revelation and that they would prepare the way for the kingdom of heaven. They knew together that they could conquer anything. And this is really where they're like trial and erring, uh, trial and erring their way through. Yeah. Or winging it. They're basically like (laughs) yes anding themselves. (laughs) Marshall and Bonnie nicknamed themselves Bo and Peep and him and her. Sometimes even Winnie and Pooh or Tiddly and Wink. I don't. The more I dug into this, though, I'm like, what am I even reading? They finally settled on. Bo and Peep. Uh, yeah, but for a while they just went as the two. The two. The two. And then they went on to T and Doe and Bo and Peep. And all well, T and Doe was him and his dad, wasn't it? No. She was. She was? She oh, was. Oh, I thought that video said that was. Yeah, yeah. That's. Um, he was talking about Bonnie Nettles. Oh, why did he say your dad then? Because. God inhabited her. Spoiler alert. There is no gender, remember? Okay. These are aliens possessing people. That threw me for a loop. Okay. I thought this was going to turn into a possession episode. Did we just assume they're genders? Anyway, they shared a platonic and sexless partnership, keeping in line with the extreme self-disciplined lifestyle that they would encourage their followers to also have. Once they had their belief system worked out, sort of, Marshall and Bonnie wasted no time putting the word out about their new cult. They ended up taking a six-month-long road trip across the U.S., 
going over their beliefs, preparing presentations for potential followers all over the country. Marshall and Bonnie distributed the poster that promoted a mix of conspiracy theories, sci-fi, and proselytization. What's I just realized about this cult. It's one of the only cults that's not a sex cult. Yeah. Because all the other cults were like, you have to let the cult leader fuck your wife. <laughs> or you, sometimes. Yeah, or you. Nobody's <laughs> <you're> safe. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife, and your husbands. <laughs> the posters were definitely eye-catching. I know the, the website is. It's very busy. The word UFO would often appear in big letters at the top and had two paragraphs of information on Heaven's Gate with a disclaimer at the bottom that read, not a discussion of UFO sightings or phenomena. The posters claimed that, quote, two individuals say that they were sent from the level above human and will return to that level in a spaceship, UFO, within the next few months, end quote. In... 1975, Marshall and Bonnie received national attention after they gave a successful presentation in Oregon. During the presentation, Marshall and Bonnie promoted Heaven's Gate, which during this particular time, it was called Human Individual Metamorphosis. And then it became Total Overcomers Anonymous before it was ultimately Heaven's Gate. But to the members, <clears throat> it wasn't known as, like, they they landed on Heaven's Gate, but it was like they referred to themselves as the class. So weird. And they promised that a spaceship would take the followers away to salvation. About 150 to 200 people attended their Oregon presentation. Many believe, many people thought that it was a joke, but, uh, about a dozen people were interested enough to join the cult and say goodbye to their loved ones. Marshall and Bonnie were able to convince more people to leave everything they knew behind and follow them and travel across the country with them for about 20 years. One person described listening to Marshall Applewhite is he was talking to them and everything else was just gone. It was like they were in a tunnel. Yeah. And at the end of the tunnel, they saw... Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles, and uh, they were just speaking to him. Like, it's so weird. It's charisma, man. <sighs> Peeling paint would probably be more entertaining. I don't know. He, I would love to sit and listen to like a whole lecture coming from these these two. I believe that he believes what he's saying is real. Oh, 100%. But she has convinced but Yeah, because she was the brains behind the outfit. Good lord. She basically insidiously planted these ideas into his head. From the get-go. Like, from the jump. Like, she was the one who was into all the esoteric astrological shit. Maybe she... Maybe he was into UFOs. Into yeah. I mean, she was really the leader. He was the, the face. Yeah, which is... I actually said, I actually have that in here somewhere. He was the face. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know if I would have went with. That's a creepy face mm -hmm. to choose. Like there was like nobody else. There was like nobody else to choose from in the There might have been board. an alien under that. He's yeah. just wearing a person suit. <laughs> like Edgar in Men in Black. 
just shows up wanting sugar and water. It's like a space cockroach. <laughs> but in order to save their spot on this spaceship, they had to renounce sex, drugs, automatically amount, and all of their earthly possessions. Out. And a, <laughs> already been out. And abandon their families. Out. Only then could they be elevated to a new world and a better life known as Tella, the evolutionary level above human. Many people were giving up the conventional lives they led and sought out new spiritual answers to old questions, such as, like, what am I doing here? What's the meaning of life? And where am I going? A lot of their original, like, members, because members were rotating in and out constantly. Yeah, there was, like, a rotating door. Yeah, because he didn't tra try to trap anybody there that no. didn't want to be there. He, he was like, look, if this is your jam, then Ooh, fucking welcome. hop on board. Um, but one thing to remember, this, is, this all started up at the end of the hippie movement. Yeah. The free love movement was a thing of the past. So all these people were, like, basically left <laughs> wondering... What do I do from here? When yeah. is the next concert? And it just happens to be in uh, a spaceship. A spaceship. <laughs> Many found Heaven's Gate appealing because of the blend of self-discipline, science fiction, unity. And it did have some Christian aspects in there as well. It honestly reminds me like, a little bit of Scientology. In Except a way. Marshall's not trying to teach people how to walk through walls if they have a high enough feeding well, level. No, well, no, but like, do you like? Am I the only one that like? It reminds me of Mormonism. Oh, uh, they they acknowledge extraterrestrials in their teachings, but um, with Scientology, you have to remember L. Ron Hubbard was a science fiction writer, so really? he he had all the groundwork already there. Yeah, that like it. Kind of reminds me of Scientology a little bit. I mean, yeah, they're very comparable. Anyway, I feel like most of the people who joined Heaven's Gate cult were lost and questioning where they were at in life. And maybe that's how they kind of fell for Marshall and Bonnie's story. There's like broken people trying to figure out like where they belong. And all of a sudden this guy is like yeah spaceship aliens they're nerds tell us they're nerds yeah it, it was a bunch of nerdy people that were like oh my god there's a spaceship and it's coming for me <laughs> me marshall and bonnie were so nice and loving charismatic and people were drawn to them i mean they're trying to get you to join their cult. Of course, they're going to be nice, inviting, and like, even, come into this cult. I don't even think that I would consider that a cult at this point. It was more like a group. It was like a movement. Yeah, it, they were they were starting a movement. They were building a religion. At this point, yes. It starts to turn dark later on. Well, yes. I don't even know if it really even turns that dark. Uh, right it, until the end. It gets a little dusky. It's like a Tarantino movie. <laughs> I mean, they kind of said the same things about Jim Jones, too. He was charismatic and all that. Hey, right till he fucks your wife. Yeah, well, they let him. They're cucks. Bonnie, you know, is kind of, like, like you said, the brain, and Marshall was the face. She, Bonnie was the one that came up with the flyers and whatnot. The creative mind yeah, she of was the group. The, she was the creative one. 
The cult was able to pay for housing and other expenses because they'd get an influx of funds whenever new members would join and surrender all their life savings to the cult. So new members meant more money for the cult. When they got their money from the new members, they'd rent houses in like Denver and Dallas. And the group was very secretive about their lifestyle and covered all the windows in the homes that they rented. And no one like was allowed to, to talk. That, that lady was like, I haven't talked in four years. What? It's like Fight Club. <sighs> you can't talk about Heaven's Gate. You can't talk about the class. Don't go out in public and talk about the class. I was literally about to say the first rule of Heaven's Gate is you don't talk about Heaven's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> out of my head. We're, we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> so at one point, Marshall and Bonnie told their followers that there was a visitation from aliens happening. And they were to stand outside all night long and wait to be beamed up into the spaceship. Obviously, the aliens never came. So once the first light of morning appeared, Bonnie and Marshall told the group that there were no aliens coming and it was just a test of faith to see if they were loyal. They literally did what the, the U.S. government does. They punted the football. <laughs> they punted the ball. They're like, it was testing our faith like dinosaur bones. We, we, it was to stop the Luciferians. This... Um, made them realize how much control and power they had over their members. Every so often, they'd perform one of these tests, and anybody who wasn't like loyal to it, I guess they'd be like, "All right, you gotta yeah, go." He was. N he did not care about dropping numbers if it no. needed to be. No. Like the dude, he was. Kind of like, if you aren't about it, get the fuck out. I yeah. don't need you here. Yeah. So, the members grew desperate for Marshall's approval. And they do just about anything. I mean, like, go above and beyond just to make Marshall like them. And at one point, it got a little competitive. And Marshall, he fucking enjoyed that shit. He was like, yes, compete for my affection or interest or whatever. Well, he's the center of attention. Arbella's being the center of attention. That, you're yeah. not wrong. You're not wrong. And that's where we're going to wrap it up for part one on Heaven's Gate. We laid the foundation. Yep. Does it get dusky after this? Like, yeah, it, this part is where it starts to get a little like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Every it, it's all it's all good and fun until they realize, oh shit. Oh shit, you're we serious. We have a cult. Yeah. They're like, we're we're a, a free thinking group. That, it's a movement. Yeah, it's a movement. And Come then oh, oh shit, we have power over people. No, he is the queen bee in the, the drones. Yeah. Mm, Bonnie's mm, the queen bee. Yeah, Bonnie's the queen bee. Don't forget that. Marshall's kind of like the dumb sidekick right now. <laughs> until, until like, this point, Marshall was just, like, the face. Yeah. And I still think Bonnie was the one that, like, figured out, oh, shit, we got to keep this train going. Yeah. They actually, like, I feel like they did those, like, tests just to kind of, like, keep things interesting. Well, you, you know, 
like I said earlier, if you're going to have a cult, you got to be vague about dates. Yeah, you times. can't be like this time on this day in this spot. Because if pe- it's going to be like the the Area 51 raid. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, that like not ha- that didn't It didn't really even happen. happen. I don't think anybody showed up to that. No. Well, guys, that was uh That was it. That was we, the one. foundation is laid. Yeah. Come Speak. back. Yeah, if you want to come back, we would like to. For the dark and... Come get on the spaceship. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of the spaceship, make sure you guys are following the show. Make sure you guys are liking us on all the socials. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Make sure you guys are downloading and liking the show. How else are you going to be able to find out about part two? Yeah. That's when the fun part starts. We get into the... Applesauce and Are you really taking notes of like your cult that you're going to start, Eric? Yeah, we're not going to do bowl cuts. Oh, good. Fuck no. no. I can't do bowl no cuts. Bowl cuts. No. 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 Can I at least have some kind of free thinking. Lots of sex, though. I Ooh, I'm okay with that. I don't wear Nikes either. Oh, Adidas life. Ad- high five. All Fresh right, guys. Life. Well, we will. That's part one, and we will see you next Friday. Bye. Guys. Bye.